Welcome to the Broadway Show Uncut. I'm Tamson Fidel. So glad you're here. A couple of great interviews to get to on this episode of the podcast. Jennifer Holliday is Broadway's original dream girl, and she's back on the New York City stage playing 54 Below later this month. She'll celebrate Valentine's Day with a variety of love songs, including her signature Dream Girls ballad. But first, let's talk about this, because the Grammy Awards were this past weekend, and I think Broadway had some serious representation. This year, all six of the nominees for Best Musical Theater Album were all Broadway shows. This year's winner? Well, the cast album from Into the Woods. The show and the album featuring the who's who of top Broadway talent, including Philippa Sue, Gavin Creel, Patina Miller, Brian Darcy James, and singer-songwriter hitmaker Sarah Bareilles. Paul Wontork had a chance to catch up with Sarah to talk about taking home another Grammy. Winning in the musical theater album category, I know that's a, that's this is sort of special for you, right? Completely. It's it's like the ultimate team sport. You know, I mean, we get to really celebrate the collective effort because it's it's so not the world of, you know, soloists. It's really about like being a, a member of the team and the company at large and, and all the orchestra. It was just so special. I was thinking when we were recording this album, there's I I don't know of another time I was in a situation like that, live recording with a full orchestra. It was just uh, exhilarating. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. And and Sondheim, you know, this is sort of a part of this, I think a, a Sondheim celebration that will probably go on for the rest of our lives. You know, it's been, yes. it's been such an emotional time uh, losing Sondheim and this production, I feel like so many people were excited to celebrate him as well as the show. Yeah, 1000%. It was very poignant. And in talking with James Lapine, who was so present through the process and just sharing how meaningful, I think this this piece for them was a very meaningful piece in the making and the process where they were in their lives. Um, and and so, yeah, it was really, really, really special. I What I've loved about the last uh, six months, especially, is how many people are discovering moments in the woods. I, I've, I've heard so many younger theater fans who uh, it's now like their favorite song. And I've heard so much discussion of it. And, you know, and I feel like a lot of that is owed to you and this recording. Is it exciting to become a part of sort of the legacy of the show in that way and to help expose people to it? Oh, my God, yes. It's a tremendous honor. I I don't think I ever in my wildest dreams would have imagined like this path for myself. And um, yeah, it's it's a huge, a huge honor. And and to to have gone into the show with sort of, I mean, I, I knew the show and I loved the show, but I, there is nothing like sort of the examination from the inside. So I couldn't get over the level of depth and um, intricacies that only revealed themselves once we were sort of living inside that world all day, every day. And um, it just gave me that much more reverence and respect for the craft that goes into making these songs come to life and this show live as a whole. It's just such an extraordinary piece of work. And I love that people are, are, are revisiting it. I mean, that's what's so beautiful about theater, right? Like it, it gets to have these these other lives, these spokes on the wheel that that live forever. It's beautiful. Have you personally been enjoying like the TikToks and the reels about the song and your performance? 
To be honest, I've sort of taken a step back from all social media. So um, my, yeah, no, TikTok is not not really for me, but I, I sort of love that it exists, but I am, I'm really comfortable with my position nowhere near it. <laughs> Trust me, it's happening. I, I'm, I'm yeah. liking everything for you. Um, oh, good, good, good. So how are you walking away from this experience of Into the Woods? I mean, obviously you had this beautiful Broadway experience with Waitress um, and this this was sort of a, a very different experience for you. You went in as an actress and I don't know, what, what did you learn from it and how are you sort of coming out of the experience? You know, I went in, well, it's that beautiful thing that happens when you, it was one big left turn after another. Like I said yes to the city center, thinking it would be two weeks. Right. Then this unbelievable cast sort of formulated, and then it was impossible to deny the sort of magic that was happening in the room. I did not realize how sort of profound an experience it was going to be for me personally, and and how how nervous I was to step into an, a role like this. And I think it brought into question, you know, my own feelings about my adequacy or capabilities as an actor, a musical theater actor. I think this was really trying, I was trying to step into big shoes, you know? And, and so I, that was really gratifying to kind of find my way in a, in a way that felt honest and, truthful and it was so celebratory we had so much fun and then to get the the offer to move to broadway was not something i had imagined or expected at all and so that was this other gift and in fact i was really like tortured about it because i couldn't imagine loving anything as much as i love the city center and then of course you always find something new to love and so I'm rambling now, but I, it, it gave me so much. This, this, this production in particular gave me so much and it almost always gets rooted in the people. It brought beautiful people into my lives and a, and a deeper appreciation for this wonderful work. And, and I got another Grammy. Like I couldn't, I can't, no, beyond. This is beyond. Yeah, it's like the totally unexpected. I mean, if you thought about like, can I can I do this for two weeks? It does yeah. not equal a Grammy no. award eventually. Not even on the map. It wasn't even in consider. No, it was. This is just a, a really wild and wonderful surprise, and I I'm not taking it for granted. <laughs> it, it, let me just ask you, as a fan of your music, is do you see yourself? Obviously, waitress is so beloved, and uh, Jenna is a character. I feel like for the ages, I can't wait to see high schools doing. Waitress, <laughs> I can't wait to see like community theater Jenna's, and you know I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, do you are you have another musical that you want to write? Are you working on another musical? There, yeah, I'm kind of in the very beginning stages. Probably not ready to talk about it, but it's been really sweet to discover um, another seed that makes me feel excited to create. So um, yeah, that will be. It's in the works. I love that. I love that so much. Um, do you, can you just speak, did you, when growing, I know you studied musical theater, you, you were exposed to it very early. Um, I'm assuming you were exposed to Sondheim and the Baker's Wife. Did you have teachers that taught you about this music or can you remember when you were sort of first exposed to it? I remember getting shown a production of Into the Woods, the, the great performances yeah. special. Um, actually, when I was probably maybe like 
12, 11 or 12. I'm trying to remember when this was. I was getting ready to audition for the Mickey Mouse Club. And my voice teacher at the time played this for me to sort of show me embodiment of character and fairy tale. But I was probably more focused on red at that point. Like I wasn't maybe (laughs) paying attention to the baker's life. Um, But yeah, you know, I didn't study musical theater. I was in some musical theater productions. And then as I got into college, I sort of went a little more into the songwriter um, sphere. And so not that I ever fell out of love with it, but yeah, it wasn't, I never studied it. In fact, it's probably one of my points of insecurity about being so so lovingly embraced by the by the Broadway community. I'm like, I have a lot to catch up on. I, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, but I, I have great reverence for what what happens in this space. I mean, there's nothing like the theater community anywhere else in industry at large, I think. Well, like that great performances video, you know, the album lives on. People are listening to Moments in the Woods right now. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of this, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it's amazing to to make something that gets to live live beyond its time on stage is every every time that gets to happen, that's a gift. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thank I really you. appreciate you talking to us. Of course. Thank you so much. And yes, congrats to the entire cast and company and crew and it was a major group effort so yeah feel very lucky okay let's get back to jennifer holiday broadway's original tony award-winning dream girl because she is back on the new york city stage in concert we had a chance to talk about her music talk about aging advice and a whole lot more So so let's talk about it. I mean, you have uh, an exciting show at 54 Below. So tell me about it. Turn the beat around, right? Yes. So I'm very excited because um, this is going to be part of the Diamond series. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've ever been to 54 Below. The shows, um, they have several shows a night. And so therefore, the shows are kind of short. So this is uh, very special because not only do you get a, a, a a little bit of a longer show from the artist, but you also get a four course meal and uh, greeted at the door with champagne. And so it's kind of that old classic Hollywood kind of thing, you know, supper supper club back in the day. And uh, I'm gonna be singing kind of a mixed group of songs because I wanted it to be very personal You know, it's a small, intimate space and um, just wanted people to get an opportunity to get to know me a little bit um, through the song. So um, so I'm going to have some standards, but I'm also going to have some soul music. Of course, I'm going to have Broadway and my signatures of stuff from Dreamgirls as well. So just going to try to make it well-rounded and give a little bit of insight into me personally. Tell me a little bit about that, because I feel like as you know, we came out of the pandemic, people are, I feel like we're all a bit more raw in terms of uh, who we are and what we're willing to share that maybe we weren't willing to share before, right? You hit it on the head. That's exactly how I feel. I don't want to just, I have plenty of time to do a show that's with just straight songs of old songs you've already heard before somebody else sing. 
I'd like to have some personal attachment to it. I have something to say now. I'm not like, I don't have an opinion about everything. Like I'm not a person like, you know, who on, on the social media, I'm going to comment on everything or I'm going to whatever. I'm not like that, but I do feel personally, I want to be known, um, not maybe overexposure, but I do feel that the pandemic did leave us all with a great sense of vulnerability and a great sense of comfort being vulnerable, like you said, you know? I, I think so too. And I was also thinking about this. I was talking to a friend of mine. I said that like the generation that we're in, I never shared before. Like it was, it was like, everything's okay. There's no problem, no problem here. And I feel like uh, maybe it's a younger generation. Maybe that the fact that we can be intergenerational now and we all work together in a lot of ways that we've been given permission to let people know who we are. And I think that that's an interesting thing to have. It's new for me, for sure. Like I was, you know, I've always like been the a host, but people didn't know much else. And now I feel like I'm okay with letting, you know, peeling back some of my layers. I do think it is this generation because, and that's, I've been rediscovered through uh, social media, mainly from these young people. These young people have brought me into uh, this you know, this new time and, and, and really uh, have uh, revived my, my career in a great sense um, in this, I think, because we want truth and authenticity and, uh, and it registers with us differently. And the, these young people, I think, because they've had to see so much more than I'm way older than you. I'm 62 years old. Not uh, so so, Not a lot of, <laughs> so a lot of things that they're seeing now, my parents wouldn't have never even told us. They wouldn't have told us they're having sure. financial problems. They wouldn't have told us they're fighting, you know, all of those kind of things. But these young people have seen so much even before they're out of high school. So their reality, and if you listen to some of the lyrics of the song, you know, if you can get past, past some of the cursing, I, I still listen because the lyrics are so raw. And they're true from where they are and what they've experienced. And unfortunately, I also think that it burdens them. The reason why so many of them are depressed and so many of them have, you know, chosen to commit suicide and take their lives because they go, oh, it doesn't get any better than this. It's like, no, honey, 21 is not the end of everything. And the first three guys you date is not the end of everything. Or the first, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, Y'all got a whole lot of living to do if you just stay around and fight it out. But I think they think they've seen it all. I think they go, okay, well, you know, you know, it didn't get better. You know, there's not really a thing about love. My parents divorced, you know, when I was a baby or, you know, I think that this, it adds, I think we all need counseling. I know. I think we all need free tickets to counseling. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that that would would really change it. And I think that that's what we are more vulnerable. And I don't know if you saw the um, this these um, this uh, streaming show called This Is Us, and and everybody was watching the last episode, and we're all sitting there and we're just going, "This is beautiful. This is like so beautiful." And I don't think. Three years ago, we would have even, you know, we would have been flipping around and it's like, okay, you know, blah, blah. but the way they wrote it and the truth from it and stuff and just, you know, everything, even comedy now, 
you know, people are inserting some real moments of reality and then back to comedy in the same thing. So I really like that. I like that you can watch something and then you can go, okay, I'm laughing at this, but this is not really all that funny because this person shouldn't, you know, be experiencing whatever, you know? I completely understand it. And you brought, you brought up age. And I I also think that that is an exciting uh, time for us too. You said that um, younger people have, you know, have rediscovered you. And I, I just feel like um, I get excited to see, see it, not just be all about the youth and all about 20 and 30 year olds. I'm I'm a 52 year old woman. And I, I didn't know I was still going to be on camera at 52 years old in all honesty. And, and to see this, um, you know, resurgence of all different ages. And the fact that we're kind of just getting started at these ages now is is pretty exciting to me. It is so exciting. And I, I really agree with you because I think that um, even right before, I think because we were experiencing this before going into the pandemic, that we were kind of saying to ourselves, I need to accept myself as I am and meet myself at whatever age that I am. And we've had so many people uh, ahead of us too, to, you know, to, to look from, you know, like one of my great inspirations is Jane Fonda, you know, or how she constantly just, you know, keeps herself up or before that, you know, it was Diane Carroll or just how they just all the way just through whatever decade they were experiencing. So I think it helped us. I think that it also has helped us that we are affirming ourselves, you know, better and not, even though we have the social media and they can, you know, go off on us or whatever like that, we can, you know, just, you know, we can just, (laughs) we can block them. It's kind of like, you know what, I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so it's kind of like Mary J. Blige says, she gets up every morning and says, good morning, gorgeous. You have to really speak to yourself and know where it is that um, you want to, to be. And I feel that even for myself at 62, I'm keep going, okay, I'm thinking about, you know, Lena Horne. I'm thinking about all of these women who in their late, Cicely Tyson, all of them, fashion statements all the way up until the end. And I'm going, I, I, I want to kick my own self into gear like that as well. I, I mean, it's a great time. 62 is young. Like it's it's <laughs> different than it was when our, you know, when our parents or our grandparents were That's around. True. That's true. That's true. What, what do you think, um, you know, going forward, what, what else do you want to do or what else are you looking at next? I mean, you've just done so much in your career. And uh, by the way, I'm from Houston too. Oh, I'm born yeah. in Houston, yes. I lived in Missouri, Missouri City. Missouri City, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly where that is. And I lived in uh, what they had called the third ward area, which was by uh, Texas Southern, TSU, uh, or University of Houston, that, that whole right. area. Uh huh. That whole area there, you yeah. know. So that's great. All right, girl. Girl, that's so nice. This is so nice, you know. So I don't know everything that's next for me. I'm kind of opening myself to the universe because, like, it, it's like the other thing. I feel not only are we allowing uh, ourselves, you know, to to express more and to be more raw and vulnerable. I think we're just kind of opening ourselves to uh, whatever the universe brings us, experiences. I think we all want just, you know, 
great positive experiences that not only um, change our, our lives, but also, you know, bring something to our lives, whether it's love, whether it's work, whether it's what, it's like, okay, so how can I get more out of this that doesn't have to do with money or awards or anything like that, but just really has, you know, to go in. So, uh, I, so I'm very fortunate, you know, that I'm, I'm still singing. I was just uh, recently there on um, Broadway uh, in Chicago uh, playing Mama Morton over the summer of uh, last year, 2022. And so I had a real good time with that. And I had played the role before um, in 2001, and uh, but it was a different experience. And even though I was almost, um, you know, uh, 20, 20 years older than everybody in the cast, um, I just let, I allowed them to interact with me. I didn't go, well, this is the way we used to do it when I was, when I did it. You know what I'm saying? I would let them go, oh, okay, is that what y'all doing now? All right, well, I'll go with you, you know, because they're young and they're looking towards something. So, you know, I wouldn't want them to say, well, when Jennifer Holiday was in the role, I couldn't, you know, kind of she, she only liked it this way and she remembered it this way, so whatever. I wanted them to have the experience too, that you, I'm, I'm with you. We're, we're, we're doing this together. So that was exciting. I think that um, I got an opportunity to do a very small part in my first move, nun singing role uh, in a movie, um, and uh, it was called The Road to Galena, and um, I, I really enjoyed that. So I think that if I could get into back into um, acting in television and film that would be great I was on Ally McBeal for five and a half seasons so it's kind of nice that to watch watch that um that they you know with streaming now everything is available again so you know a lot of people go oh my gosh she was on Ally McBeal so a lot of people remember and some don't you know so that's that's been good so I think that that would be something that would be on my list and I've I've traveled, you know, extensively over my 44 year career and been around the world. But I think I would like to go around the world again because I haven't been there as this Jennifer. And I think the whole experience would be different. So I think that I would like to, you know, travel now, now that we got all these doggone shots. It's like, listen, okay, how many more we got? Well, I've been boosted and reboosted. And, and I'm busted now. I'm boosted, I went from boosted to busted. You know, so now we got all these shots and we got medicine and stuff like, it's like, let's go, let's just go. So I'm, I'm really don't know, you know, as you know, most entertainers, we're singing and performing until we're, you know, way up in age, you know, almost still working, you know, as we are dying. And that's not to be funny, but that's just something that, that's instilled in us as entertainers. It's kind of like, you know, we can perform. And then after, if we're sick, after we perform, then you can take us to the hospital, but we going on that stage, you know, we are going on that stage. So- What is your, what is your advice to people who are afraid to, to age and they don't realize that there's like a lot of amazing things to come. Like this yeah. is the time that, you know, I see people go like, oh God, I'm turning 50. And I yeah. go, oh my gosh, that's a great, it's a great time of some kind of, mental freedom you know um, it really is it really is what's your advice to those people that that you know I, I that are afraid and they they look to somebody like you and say I want to be her well I hope I hope when they do see me that 
it's the same way that I feel, like I said, when I look at a, a Jane Fonda who, you know, uh, who now has an illness, but again, still, you know, showing up at awards, you know, looking amazing and, and others, you know, to where you want to draw um, your blueprint, just like if you, in your career, you, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, like I used to, it's like, okay, well, I know I want to be like Aretha Franklin, you know what I'm saying? So someone, so in terms of our personal overall wellness, we really have to, again, start inside and saying to ourselves that uh, it's okay for us uh, to age and embrace our uh, beauty of aging, you know, and even though, yes, it's a whole lot of lies that they tell us and talking about what well, age is just a number, hell no, age is your age. So we're going to, re- but you got to accept it because it's going to be little things you know, that's gonna pop up, you go, oh, okay, but don't let it frighten you. Don't let the, the experience frighten you because now, I mean, people are even, you know, dating uh, over 50 and remarrying or just adventures and stuff. So I think that the, the thing is that you don't really wanna be like anybody else, but you want to still we still, we're a work in progress until we're not here anymore. And I think that that's the way we should look at it. It's like, if you want to change the color of your hair and whatever like that, I think that the fear though, is the environment of the people around us. Will the people who liked me this particular way so long, no longer love me after I'm certain age and my friends or whatever. And just kind of like with my, with my weight, uh, I, I, may, I, I used to weigh almost 400 pounds. I had ballooned up to 344 pounds or something like that. And, um, and I had, you know, I was one of the first celebrities to have gastric bypass. Uh, I lost a lot of weight right within the first year. And I thought that that was going to change my whole life. I, I I lost the weight, but I still had baggage. I still had issues. So so it's really, we got to learn that you can lose weight. You can fix your face. You can whatever. It's all still going to have to come to what's inside of us. To how do you feel about yourself? What is it that you want to change? And um, a lot of people quit me. Uh, when I started to lose weight. And let me explain that, like friends or, or relationships and stuff, because uh, subconsciously, some people are around us for their insecurities. And maybe your flaw helps them feel better. I hate to say that, they're not doing it knowingly. It's unbeknownst to them. It's a subconscious thing that if you lose weight, if you keep going forward past 50 what's going to happen to them or what's going to you know be or you were there learning but a lot of people once I started getting invited to different places by the beautiful people then the other people started saying wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute and you know it's got like it's got like and then once you know what I said I feel like Jennifer Coolidge she said my neighbors love me and I've never I've been on this hill nobody ever invited me before <laughs> <laughs> and now they're inviting me. And that's what kind of happened to me. I lost weight and I discovered a whole nother world and I, and I liked it. And even like um, 
the gay community was very upset with me back then when I lost weight because uh, they felt that I had betrayed them, that they knew me as Effie, the overweight, awkward, not so attractive girl. And that helped them to deal with being gay back that time at the 80s and 90s, you know, still a lot of people hadn't come out, still wasn't comfortable. So I think that they had a thing about that they wanted to be depressed and punished or whatever like that. I was like, oh, y'all ain't gonna kill me. Y'all are not gonna kill me. So if you want to, you impersonate me, you have to impersonate me small and I'm not gonna change so that you can feel better about yourself. So now it's changed because, you know, now everybody can come out and, you know, be as free as, as they want to be. But so we do, so a lot of people have fear uh, inside, but a lot of people have fear of how the people around them will will react um, too. So that's hard. I don't think that I'm like a role model or anything, but I do feel that I I'm taking this journey and I want people to take it to take it with me. It's like I I was dreading going into 62. And then once I got over that that whole initial fear, I was like, okay, it's a whole lot of stuff. You know, and as you get older, you can just, you know, you can just feel more free because you know more about what you want. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody, some people say to me, they say, oh, you know, you want to be 20. I don't want to be 20 again. I don't want to be 30 again. I might do 40, but I don't want to be none I do of that. <laughs> yeah, I might do 40 again, but I don't want to be them young. I was not smart. I didn't know nothing. I made so many terrible, terrible mistakes. And I know we're not supposed to have regrets, but I do have them. I don't let no, them hold me back, but I have them. And uh, so, you know, it's, but it's, I, I like it now, you know, I've got a, a chance to do it again and have a, a, a get a second wind and a, a third act in my life. I, I, I'm just grateful. I'm <laughs> just grateful. Just wonderful. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. We're back with another new one next Monday. Until then, I'm Tamsin Fidel. This is the Broadway show Uncut. <laughs>